Welcome, listeners. I'm really excited today to introduce you to Melissa Smith. And no overstatement, I would say two years ago, Melissa changed my life by introducing me to two things, the concept of a personal assistant or um, really a virtual assistant, and then connecting me to that person. And what a difference that has made for me and my ability to add things to my life, get more balanced. And so I'm excited for you to learn a little bit about Melissa and her journey and just take away as much as you can from this conversation. So Melissa, with that little bit of an introduction, what would you like listeners to know about you before we dive in? Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Sarah. So currently I am location independent, which a few years ago, I don't, I didn't know that term. I didn't know anything like that existed. So location independent means uh, I travel a lot and I don't really have a home base, but yet I run my company and I have a a fabulous life, uh, both internationally and here at home in the States. What led to that? In fact, let's just start with the first question, which is, was there a time where you had to face a change or a challenge, whether you were ready for it or not, and that you may have not even felt prepared for? Yes. So <laughs> uh, many times, but I think, you know, the, the single one event that got this whole ball in motion was the unexpected death of my husband. And so after the first year, I... I don't think I really knew what was going on. I had just started a new position. I was three days into that position as an executive assistant when he passed away. And I kind of went through that year in a fog, like most people do the first year after somebody passes. And after that, it just became apparent that I was not going to just snap out of it on my own. I needed to go home, which was home, which was California. So I went home for a year. I had the most amazing job. I was back in my hometown, surrounded by family and friends. And then my daughter needed to come back to Georgia. This is her home. She wanted to do her senior year here. And I I couldn't deny her that because I had had a wonderful time in, in California and I felt like myself again. So I wanted her to feel like herself again, but I was leaving this job that I really, really loved. And they said, you know, we don't want to do this uh, without you. How can we keep you? And I said, well, you know, I can do what I do from anywhere. I don't have to be here. And they said, okay, let's do that. So I started working remotely for them. And then just a few months into it, the contracts were sent out and I had to sign a contract for the next year. And I just thought, you know what, this is, this might be my opportunity to go out on my own. I always said I would never own my own business, but something about it seems right. And I think it's now or never. And so I didn't, I sent the contract back unsigned and I said, I'll finish out, you know, my, this year's contract, but I'm going to go out on my own. And that's how it all started. <laughs> so when you started to do that, did you have doubts about that or was that one signal that um, wake up call that you could do it on your own? Was that enough to propel you forward? So that was enough to propel me forward. I probably should have been very worried. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to run a business. I had no business plan. I think of the basics like really how am I going to earn money? Not just an hourly wage, but how am I really going to bring in income? Because I've always had a job. I've never not considered 
what it would be like to not have income. But having a job and creating revenue are not the same thing. So I had no clue what I was doing. I should have probably been terrified. Um, but I think ignorance is bliss sometimes. <laughs> and this was definitely one of those times. You know, there are times we go through life and you just know something's right. You know, maybe that's, you know, you fall in love with somebody. It's time to move. You need to take this opportunity. For me, it was to start this business. It was just something in my gut that said, this is it. This is, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And it was exciting. And there was some, sometimes a little bit of anxiousness, but it wasn't this crippling fear. And most of my adult life, I had been crippled with all kinds of fear. So something about that peace and that gut feeling let me know like, okay, this is, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to do. Even though I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't even know enough to know that I had no idea. So what were the steps that you took then? So from that concept, like I can do this on my own, because um, from that to what you are doing today is leaps. Yes. It's been quite a three years. So one, I became an insatiable learner. So I was always learning things in my field, but now I really switched that to what it is to run a business and what it is to build a brand in marketing. And every time I was reading these books, I would hear this new buzzword. And so I would think, what does that mean? What is that? I, I don't know how to do that. And I would go over to this thing and then I would start this class. And I was reading at least a book a week. I was taking all kinds of online classes and summits and I was just implementing everything. And it seems counterintuitive to think about it because actually I am more of a perfectionist and I have now I can look back and I really let that go. I have absolutely let the perfectionism go because you just can't hold on to it. You need to do things before they're ready. You need to send out before you're ready. And what really allowed me to let it go was the fact that the information that you need to make something quote unquote perfect will only happen after you send out your first draft. It's impossible to get it right on the first time. That's what propelled me. And then from there, just really scaling back. So at one time I was consuming every bit of information that you could think of. And then I really scaled back. So I thought, okay, I've read all these different people now. Who do I really resonate with? What steps do I actually take when after I read these books or take these online classes? And I follow a very um, small subset of individuals specific to a certain field. And that's not to say that there's no one else great in that field, but this is the person I resonate with. And this is the person I actually implement things that they're telling me to implement because there's so much information. There's, there's so much great information, but one, you have to really believe in it. You have to buy into it and you have to follow them because they're always going to be putting out more. And then you have to implement it. It does no good to have all these ideas and all these things written down and never implement anything. So that was, that was my strategy. Just take it all in, start, you know, throwing things out the wall, throwing things out into the world, uh, see what happens and then really pare down and get narrow on what it is I'm going to do and how it is I'm going to do that. 
because the beauty of it is if you really follow people, then you build relationships with them. So if I run into problems and say, hey, I tried this and it didn't work and it didn't work and I'm kind of shocked by it or something didn't feel right about it, I can actually go back to them and say, hey, what, what do you think happened here? And they'll respond. And they'll, they'll say, Hey, did you do this, this and this? Or here's what could have happened. Or, you know, that's pretty typical for the first time, you know, but you have this feedback that you wouldn't ever have otherwise. So you took that fire hose bunch of information coming at Mm -hmm. you and put it down into a garden hose that you could actually take around with you. Absolutely. Before we go on to the next question, I just want to note there were three things you just said. I just want to pause and emphasize. One was that you were insatiable. You went out to learn beyond what you thought you needed, right? Everything came in. You let your perfectionism go mm-hmm. and you created relationships with people that you could learn from. But I would imagine that you also gave back to, because in those instances where you're saying, I did this and it didn't work, you're also helping that person be better at what they do in communicating or coaching or teaching. Yeah. And giving back is, is actually pretty easy, no matter how big a name a person is because they're always doing new stuff too. So they need people to take surveys. They need people to answer questions. They need people to promote what they're doing. And I am the first one to volunteer and raise my hand and promote something out. It's, it's pretty easy to support someone else, no matter if they're a New York times bestseller or not. They're, they're always needing information just like we are. And I think that's one of the things you do really well is you make things manageable, right? So I'm just going to reflect on when I thought, okay, I'm going to find out because I went through the same thing, like just that learn, 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 where I'm thinking, what is this virtual assistant thing? I don't know what it is. I think it's going to make a difference in my life, but I don't have a clue, right? So it's learning those things. And then I do recall, it was it, what's funny to me and resonates is even in the beginning, and I remember having a question saying, I don't know that I'm doing this right. And you said, have you done this? And you just, it's like, it was so sensible. You said, well, do you know it's August? Does this person have children? Is that a possibility? And maybe it's a communication thing. And I went, oh, duh, right? If I worked with them daily, I would know that. Anyway, you've changed how I think about things, which then changes everything, right? Because you never see it the same way again. Well, our perception is our reality, So, you know, if someone comes to me and so now I'm training virtual assistants. So when they come to me and they think, gosh, you know, the economy's bad or this just happened or that just happened. And I said, you know, globally, there's always something going on, but globally, there's always something going right. We had a huge, major, major drought in Georgia several years ago. And I remember it was just devastating, but someone was making money and that was the well drillers. They could not keep um, up with the demand in everything. You know, so even when the economy was bad, uh, you know, in 2008, 2009, repo places were, they were raking it in. Someone is always making money somehow. Now, that was not ideal. I, I don't want anyone to like make, make, make money off of anyone. It's, you know, disaster. But when you pare it down, thinking, okay, globally, and maybe even in your state, if you try to go after everybody, yeah, that's really, really daunting. But how many clients can you actually take on? Five, maybe? Maybe you have a team, 10? Is there five people that could work with you? All you need is five. And when you pare it down like that, it changes your perception. It, it changes everything, which 
they don't think of because they're thinking big. You know, we always want to think really big, but big can be overwhelming. Big can be very overwhelming. If you just pare it down and make it small, you a small manageable task. Five people is very manageable. Five people is very doable in any economy. That is a key lesson period, right? And five is something, what's interesting as you think about in business, in which I coach people in, you know, like business setups. So that's funny that we didn't know each other way back in the day. Um, but thinking about you, you just tell people how many goals, you don't want more than five goals because you're not going to do anything on them. It's too big. It's too much, right? Yeah. So let's get real. Yes. <laughs> let's just get real and, yeah. uh, and have some success. And then build on that, right? But five is manageable, and you're absolutely correct. So have there been things um, that kept you up along the way or worst enemies, you know, that you had to kind of work through, or did was that a quick process for you? You know, looking back, it was a quick process. Going through it, it felt disastrous. I mean, it, it really did. I I always wondered, is today, is today the day that it's going to be over for me? You know, is today the day that I'm going to decide to, you know, go back into an office or get a remote position or something? But I think the the key to everything is consistency. You know, it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to have, you know, a bad weekend. And one of my coaches told me once, you know, maybe you didn't have a bad day. Maybe you just had a bad five minutes. And so if you can even take that and say, that was just a bad call, that was just a bad five minutes, then it doesn't even have to take over your entire day. But if you just stay consistent, you know, that's, that's what works. So if I could constantly keep in the right mind frame that I'm moving forward and every action creates a reaction, then certainly I'm going to reap the benefits of what I'm doing. It's almost impossible not to, but if, you know, but it, it takes a lot of, you know, let's try this, let's try that. Let's, you know, let's see that didn't work. Let's try it again. Let's ask for help. You know, there, there's a lot of things that happen during the course of, of a business and you're constantly changing. So you have to, you have to really think like, yes, I'm going to do this. Yes, this is going to work. But maybe it's just not going to happen the way I planned it. Maybe it's just possible that it's still going to work and it's still, I'm still going to reach my goals. I'm still going to, you know, get to that place that I want to be. But you know what? Possibly it's not going to happen the way I thought it was going to. And that's where, that's where we get stuck. Isn't that's where we get way, stuck. And yeah. having to be the way we planned it. Yes. You've already shared some of this, but I just want you to come back so that people can capture it. What would you say are some of the key lessons you've learned through that process or habits that you now have that you did not maybe have before when you were an employee and um, living differently? I was always consistent, but now I'm consistent in a different way um, because I have to be consistent in several areas. So I have to be consistent into making sure that I am still learning and I have to be consistent in the work that I do. But more than that, I have to be consistent with the people that I surround myself with and put in my life. They need to both challenge me and support me. And I was not always consistent in all those three areas at once. And then the other habits are just getting help. 
you know, my, my tagline for my business is because you can't do it all yourself. And that is not just something for other people. There's no way, there's no way that you can do it all yourself. Even just, you know, someone else's perspective is so valuable and I will train and coach VAs and they will say, why didn't I think of that? And it's almost like they feel bad, like they're not smart. And I said, you're too close to it. You're too close. You can't see the forest for the trees. You're, you're in the middle of it. You have so many emotions tied around it. And it's so easy for me to come in, no emotions attached, and just say, here, 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 here. And we're done. I don't do that for myself. <laughs> I have people tell me things and I have coaches and I am part of a mastermind community. It's impossible for you to do it all yourself. No matter if it's a trainer, a friend, a coach, a mastermind group, a virtual assistant, you need help. And those, those are the things that I always have in my life. I always am working on that consistency and I always have some kind of coach, mentor, mastermind working with me. I'm, I'm never on my own. So for uh, someone who may be in your position or getting ready to start out and saying, okay, I understand those concepts of being consistent, getting help, and, and having a coach or mentor. Um, where would you suggest that folks go to find those things? Where did you go? So again, I started really broad because I didn't really know who I, I wanted to. And so I had one person recommend a book to me by Dan Pink. And once I followed Dan Pink, then that kind of started a chain reaction. And so I, now I, I follow a lot of people in Dan Pink's circle. I'm actually not as close in, in Dan Pink's following as I am in some other followings now, but uh, I still follow him. And then from there, I, I pared down and I joined Facebook groups and I joined uh, local groups. But when it came to finding a coach, or finding someone to, to coach me, I wasn't necessarily looking for someone in the same field. I had already had trouble looking for someone in the virtual assistant field to help me. But what I was looking for was this connection. Where were they going to challenge me and where and who was I going to be able to be myself with? Mm -hmm. Right. Because I wanted that little bit of fear. Like I, I wanted, if they signed me something to do and I didn't do it, I wanted that little bit of fear but I also wanted to be completely me because if I couldn't do both, I knew they couldn't coach me appropriately. And so whether or not they approached me, I might have gone to them and I would say, you know, I don't know if you, you know, coach, but I'm, I'm interested. And many times I was the first person that they had coached virtually and they were a little bit hesitant, but in actually, because I took the risk, now they also have a virtual coaching practice. There's a lot to be said for being the person who asked the question and takes the risk. Yeah, there yeah. is. You know, you just never know what you're going to open up for yourself or for others, right? Because they never considered it. So when you think about um, yourself today mm -hmm. and where you were as a young girl, maybe 13, 14, 15, what advice would you give yourself back then that would have helped you be ready for the life ahead? You know, I don't. I don't think it would actually work that way in my case. I think my younger self would be giving me advice now because when I was younger, I was fearless, like fearless to a fault. <laughs> and I think it's kind of like that faith, like a child. I had this, you know, this, my teenage girl was just fearless 
And it just didn't occur to me that there could be like limits or boundaries. And as I got older, that started going away. And all of a sudden I became afraid of everything. And so I think she would say like, what are you so afraid of? Like, just do it already. Just go for it. You totally can do this. Um, she would encourage me and she, <laughs> she would be, um, she'd be saying how great I am. <laughs> You've got this. Yeah, she would. Uh, I, I don't think I would be, uh, I don't think I could tell her anything that would help me now. And everything that I was then is basically what's helping me now. Like now I'm starting to be fearless again. And I've overcome a lot of fears, including my fear of flying. Yeah. She, she would be telling me to stop being afraid. And like, what's, you know, she would be like, what's the worst that could happen? That's interesting because I think you're right. Right. Um, When we are younger, many of us, right. It's like, let's just go for it. Let's just do it. No one's told you you can't. And even if they have, you're in that state where you're thinking, what do they know? They're grown right. up, right? No, really. What do they know? They're grown yeah. up. Um, I remember thinking that. Yeah, that, that's you. That's not me. But right. That's that interesting thing where the world starts getting a little smaller as you go out into it. And then people do. That's that whole, well, you have to do this or you might, this bad thing might happen, right? And then it doesn't take that long till you start believing it. But then, like you said, in any situation, there is a different perspective of that, whether it's the drought and, okay, well, who's doing something about that and can be an actor in that situation? Yeah. So what are you reading right now since you like to learn so much? Yeah. So um, I'm actually reading When by Dan Pink. And then in after that, I have The Big Potential by Sean Acor. And then after that is The Leadership Gap by Lolly Daskal. So you've got your nightstand reading or electronic reading. In place. I do paper reading. Uh, I actually write my books and I highlight them. And I have a huge, I have a, a, a backlog of, of books. Um, I'll be reading a lot. And I also joined Dan Pink's book group. So the online virtual book group with him, Adam Grant, Malcolm Gladwell, and Susan Kane. And so I'll get that first shipment of books soon. It's once a quarter. So we'll get to get that soon. I have a lot of reading to do. You just listed four of my favorite authors. So yeah. <laughs> thanks right? for the job assignment. I have something new to do now. What's next for you? So I have an online class. Uh, coming up. So I'll do my online classes this year. I did my first one last year. So now I'm, I'm gearing up for that. I just released my second book. So um, I'll be promoting that for forever until I find another one. Um, I'm going to go through uh, somewhat of a branding, a rebranding uh, for my website. And then my my big projects coming up are around remote work consulting. So I think that will be my next book, which is funny because when I wrote the second one, immediately people were asking what the next one would be. And I was like, um, can we take it down a notch, please? <laughs> I just finished this one. Do you know how much work it takes? And I mean, people over and over again were saying it. And then when my son asked me, I felt like I could be really real with him. And I'm like, why is everyone asking me this? Like, what is it with people? And he looked at me really just kind of like, well, then it would be a trilogy <laughs> to him. It just, 
of course it would be three because that's a trilogy. He wasn't even off his mind. I'm like, okay, that at least that makes sense to me. So um, now I'm just working on remote work consulting and um, how that affects the, the future of remote workforce, being location independent, that sort of thing. And I have, I'm going to this remote work summit down in Guatemala in June and all the proceeds for that, it's going to be an amazing conference. I'm super excited, but all the proceeds will go to help the local uh, Guatemalans um, and hopefully try to help end poverty by teaching them how to make more food, grow more food, um, be more sustainable. And uh, so very excited about that. So Melissa, if our um, listeners want to learn more about you, find out how to be part of your what you're teaching or your books, where's the best place for them to find you? Uh, you can find me um, on my website at thepva.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Melissa Smith, the PVA. I'm on Twitter, the Facebook. Basically, if you type in the PVA, like I'm there, I have a YouTube channel now, so I have videos. Um, and you can also email me at Melissa at the PVA.com. Well, great. And um, the last thing I want to ask you is what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given so that we'll end on that and people can take it with them? So I don't know that it was a piece of advice, but it was a quote. And I'm not sure where I saw it first, but it's always stuck with me. And it's by Jack Canfield. And the quote is, everything you want is on the other side of fear. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being a guest and we'll put your contact in the show notes so folks know how to reach you. So if you're listening to this driving, do not try to type this into your phone. We'll have it where you can grab it. And I do encourage you to reach out to Melissa, learn from her. And oh my God, if you're an entrepreneur or someone starting something, reach out to her and have her connect you with help because you will not be sorry. So thanks, Melissa. And Have a great day. Thanks. You too, Sarah. So that's it for this week's episode. If you liked what you heard, please hop on over to iTunes or wherever else you listen to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. This helps us get the word out to more people just like you who want to live a no-labels, no-limits life. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.